Welcome to the Starfish Storytellers, the podcast that makes a difference one story at a time by bringing storytelling to life. How can I tell the story of who I am, who I am without the stories of the place I have lived? My name is Elena Olanovsky and I am a writer. I write fiction novels with fictional characters. However, my readers can follow my life journey through my books. I was born in Russia, grew up in Ukraine, emigrated to Israel, and now I'm living in America. The hardest experience of my life was the immigration experience to Israel. That's why my first novels were about that time. Don't forget that we immigrated to the country where rocket attacks and terrorist acts were a part of daily life. And it was a shock. After 20 years in Israel, my family relocated to the US in 2009, thanks to my husband, Joe. And we tried to fit ourselves into the new country. However, you can't avoid memories about your childhood, thoughts of your family, your friends. It is always your back. Can you imagine you are losing it? Yes, when the war in Ukraine of 2014 started in my hometown Lugansk, I felt like even this last bastion had now fallen. From the minute those boys who were once my classmates and close friends went to war, I knew I would write about it. I will write about this war. But when I started to take interviews and read articles and watch videos, I understood it's not my war. I'm a woman. I never saw the battlefield. I can never feel what the soldiers feel. Mark Twain knew what he was talking about when he said those infernal words. Write what you know. I had to write what I know. At this point, I started thinking about women like me my girlfriends, schoolmates, neighbors. They all became the hostages and victims of the war. They lost everything and had to run from the war and became refugees in their own country. Now we have become equal. We all lost our town where the apricots bloomed. This is the name of my book about the first war in Ukraine. It was a short but very intensive novel a fiction novel, but it was based on real characters and real events. In the end, all the heroes moved to new little towns east of Kyiv. Towns like Bucha, Irpeny, Gostomel. They found a new home and a new life. Last, what I thought would be a continuation of this book. However, after eight years, in February of last year, 2022, Russia attacked Ukraine again big time and started the invasion from those small towns, Bucha, Irpeny, Gostomel, believe it or not. All those people who were prototypes of my heroes fell again into the fire of war. And here I am writing about the same characters and their destiny in the new war. I hope it will be a last book. Hello, my name is Liana Henry, and 
welcome to the Starfish Storytellers. I'm the CEO of the Black Dog Group, a Marcom and project management firm headquartered on the east coast of the U.S. in quaint colonial Bedford, Massachusetts. I'm your host and passionate about storytelling. I'm actually on a mission to raise up the next generation of storytellers. We've named ourselves the Starfish Storytellers after the Starfish Story. The moral of the Starfish Story is based on the power of one. No matter how big the challenge, each action we take makes a difference and has an impact. One step, one starfish, or one story at a time. Every episode, we welcome a new storyteller who will share their story meant to inspire and connect with you. Then we'll break it down and offer tips for any listeners who are ready to tell their own stories. So thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. Today's episode is about international historical fiction, storytelling that reaches across the world. And with me today is Elena Ulanovsky, an award-winning author, screenwriter, and movie producer. Elena grew up in the Ukraine and emigrated to Israel and then later to the U.S. She's written a number of novels focusing on historical fiction, as well as plays and runs a movie company whose productions have been performed in the U.S., Israel, and Russia. Thank you so much for being with us today, Elena. It's really, really a treat to have you here. Thank you. So we usually get started with an introduction. So I would love to hear, I know that the listeners would love to hear more about you. So if you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves in better detail than I just shared, um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm happy to be here. And I think it's great to tell stories about the people. It's very powerful. I'm a storyteller as well. I love stories, not about nature, not about like, something, not psychological stuff, like five pages about what the person thinks when she, she or he takes, like morning coffee. I love stories. Mm-hmm. And my book, based on stories, it's mm-hmm. like full of stories. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I try to make it shorter. <laughs> but people just speak for themselves yeah. in my books. So you have here four of your books. Is it, have you written a total of four novels, or are there, are there more than four novels? Uh, yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's four a book. A book um, they're in different languages, but I write in Russian. This You're is right. my mother tongue, yes. and it's what I can do. But I have translation. This is uh, Palms from the Asphalt. That Actually, it's pa- Palms Trees from the Asphalt. And this is in Hebrew now, you see it. And this is Palms, actually, where you go to Haifa from Tel Aviv. This is the real picture. See how and nice it is? It is. So what is that book about? That, uh, this book, it's like my, the most important book for me because it's about this emigration to Israel. It's called Repatriation. Soviet Jews came like back to their roots to Israel. Yeah. The most important uh, in the modern time, it was uh, immigration in 90s when Perestroika came, like Gorbachev, you know. Yeah. About a million Jews came from Soviet Union. It was a huge country. It's like America, you know, a lot of states. And it were a lot of republics. And they came to this tiny, tiny East country. But it was not just East. It was actually modern Western country. And we came from socialistic life, communistic life, to capitalism. It was like to come to the, another planet. It was so hard. Not just language, it all like order of life. A lot of people with same language, with same 
points of view, they came and their destinies developed in different ways. It's what, and it's like about a few families. They met first in Moscow to get visas, and they got visas same day. So they came same day to Israel, and it was then um, this um, war started, you know, the, with the Iraq. Yep. The war of, how you say it, Persitsky <laughs> I wasn't prepared to say the name of this war. It was in 91, yep. January 91. It started January 15, and we exactly people came to the... Was it Desert, desert Storm? No. Uh, no, no, that part, Desert Storm was after it's 9 Kuwait. It started with Kuwait. Yep, yep, I know. What is the name? It's no Gulf. Par, uh, oh, the Gulf War. Gulf War. Yes, yes. yes. It okay. started January 15. So exactly the people came to January 15 and this, and they got mask from gas, gas mask. And it's all story for 15 years, how they developed a new country, how they built themselves for the new life. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your other books as well. I have so, some questions about that, but I just want to hear yeah, about your other so stories first. So this is a trilogy that is a story about people who already live in a new country. And this is a woman called Aline. And actually, this book, Apocalypse, is the third part of this. Mm -hmm. I was printed, it was in a magazine, a New York magazine, separately. Because it's like a last book, but this is actually Fantasmagoria. Two first books, it's kind of reality, and third one, it's something that didn't happen At ever, all. but okay. now it happened with another war. And it's the Almost like of a this premonition. Woman, yeah, it's like a prediction. It was yeah. exactly like a prediction. I actually prepared a little, um, little story about this book yeah. for three minutes, if you want, I can, yeah. Uh, yeah. can tell you. That would be good. Because it's only book in English, and it was translated by my friends. And this, this is a book about Ukraine. This is in Ukrainian, actually. I wrote it in Russian as well. And just now I sent the second part about this war. This is about 2014 in Donbass, Lugansk. Yeah, I know people know about it, but not exactly. It was like a local conflict. Nobody thought abroad in, that it will be start of the big war, but it was. Mm -hmm. It was eight years ago, and now, last year, those people who came to Ukraine from this place because they didn't have any another like possibility, they got to the war again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just very interesting when you're talking about that book that was based on the 2014 war. Yes, um, this one, but yeah, yeah, yeah another yeah. one will already, but... Right, but my question about that one is, what was it like in between? Now, you, you, had already, you were already here in I was in Israel. Uh, actually, I was here, yes, You were here America. by then, right? Cause I was in America. I think I read somewhere 2009. you were nine, you got here. Yes. Um, but based on, did you, I mean, you must have family back there. You, yes, oh, I yeah, had yeah, family, yeah. friends. So I was very yeah. close to people there. What was it like? between 2014 and 2022? I mean, after the issue... It was like a local conflict. It stays kind of war, but it was like stable. It, it's not good. Nobody wants to live in this situation. Of the course. bomb. But it was like already kind of like gray zone. Okay? Okay. It was kind of... They... Russian took it, and they explained that they 
come to help people who speak Russian in Ukraine, but now they bombed same places where mm -hmm. people speak Russian. It's my language, uh, mm -hmm. Russian, mm -hmm. because it's a board, you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of people spoke Russian and a lot of people spoke Ukraine we more Western, mm -hmm. near the Poland, Hungary, the people who speak more Ukrainian. Yeah. Now it became very, very close country. Yeah. Uh, despite the war, you know why what happened? They make them like, um, like a un union. It would happen all these eight years. Mm -hmm. Now you're saying that, and and that was my question. It was like you know when everything happened in 2014, and now it's happened in 2022. Was there peace in between 2014 and 2022, or was it sort of that like? And you just answered the question. It was sort of that like bubbling under the surface. Yes. It continued yeah, yeah. that whole time over those yes. what eight years or so that it just it was it was probably destined to happen. It People was... didn't want to think about it. They thought, oh, somehow it will finish. But Putin actually prepared the big war, let's say. Mm -hmm. He wanted whole Ukraine, and maybe not just whole Ukraine. He wanted the imperia, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was his probably dream. He started uh, to uh, teach kids in the school uh, how, you know, it's like same idea like Nazis. Mm -hmm. yep. And he used name Nazis for Ukraine because they wanted to be independent. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of trick and scam and propaganda. Mm -hmm. And it's so big, he put a lot of money. You know, if you mm -hmm. put money and you put all TVs, TV station, all uh, radio, all like internet, you put and you tell your own stories, yeah. finally people start to believe it. Yeah. yeah. And it's the the worst would have happened. Yeah. So you you have your fourth book now that was out in 2022, New Apocalypse. Yeah, I just um, sent it to new new review magazine to New York. Yeah. Uh, um, you said that you have a little bit of an excerpt or something that you might want to yes. share. That would be, yes. that would be I, wonderful. I, I want to share, and if you want to... Like, in my story, I told about my books, and... The critics said that my novels show chaotic world events and follow the trouble they caused to their individual human victims. It's what you can say about whole books. It's somehow, really, I, I, I know how it happened, but I became to be like head of different big, big like world events, like mm -hmm. huge immigration for the Soviet Union, like this first war in Lugansk like this war now in Ukraine. Somehow, I, Israel, don't speak about Israel, it's the country that always in the war. So somehow, I don't know how it happened, but <laughs> I became to be at all this, and I can't be in silence. It's kind of bother me, and I have to speak about it. It's the only way how I can do it. I can't sing, I can't uh, uh, draw, I can just write. <laughs> And I want to uh, really, today I would like to emphasize this book, New Apocalypse, because it's the only book translated to English by my dear friend, the writer Isabel Quantana, and edited by and illustrated by artist and writer Pilar Quantana. The New Apocalypse, when it was written in 1999, could have been classed as phantasmagoria, but today the novel seems rooted in reality. More than that, you could call it the prediction, because this is a story of a woman protecting her children in a phantasmagoric 
geopolitical setting. This fiction story begins as war breaks out in Israel. It's like a fiction. It never happened. But I hope it wouldn't happen. By radical Islamics, and a ship arrived in Haifa port to transport civilians from the war zone. War, like they want to make a terroristic act on the ship. Alina, our heroine, learns that the ship has been targeted by Islamic terrorists and will be blown up. With the help of the Arabic guard the, who studied in Kyiv and knows Russian, she succeeded in giving her two young children, Ron and Masha, giving her children to friends to be taken out of the country. At the last minute, the explosive device on the ship was defused, and Alina, among other women with kids, were left as hostages to the terrorists. With help from the same guard, Alina manages to escape on a special flight to find her daughter in Ukraine, where her friend took her. After that, her next destination in Greece, where the Christian mission people flew her son. By during the war, uh, but during the war, it was impossible to get to Greece, so Alina had to travel all over the Europe. She, her girlfriend, and her daughter fly, uh, flew to Romania, where they fall into the adventure with the theft of diamonds. When Alina came to Greece, she couldn't find her son, and she remained without money and without hope. By selling her wedding ring, she got the tickets to fly to Germany to her friends, and there she found herself living in the home of one of the commanders of the Arabic Mujahids who captured her in the past. It's like kind of adventure. After a lot of adventures, all the family uh, are together. War ends and the children return to Alina. In spite of war, separation, death, all them together, all alive. Life goes on. New Apocalypse, this book, won the Nikolai Gogol International Literary Prize Triumph in two, uh, 2020 in Kyiv and was translated in Ukrainian as well. And also was published in the New Review, New York Magazine. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, the, it wasn't war then, and it was like really adventures. And uh, you can imagine what can happen, and um, it happened mm -hmm. in another country, but it can happen in every country. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so powerful. And it, like I said, I mean, it, it seems like it was almost a premonition of what was to come. And that yes. was why I was asking about sort of between the two conflicts, you know, what you know, how, how was stopped. life there? It was. It just it was. stayed the same. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, so we'll take a step back from your books for a minute. And like you said, you couldn't stay quiet and you needed to express yourself and you do it through writing. Have you always been a writer? Um, have you, how, how, how far back can you remember? I, starting I always was a reader. Always was a I reader. I read a lot of books. And yes. actually in Soviet Union, we didn't get modern books from America, and they didn't like it. But they translated a lot of classic books. We like grew up on Maupassant, Balzac, Jack London, Thomas Mann, Feitwanger, whatever you just call it. And it was a great education, and I loved it. But I never even think to write. I, I wrote essays, you know, in the school. But when I came to Israel after this like, huge impression of this event of too many people, 
somehow I just wanted to write about it, and I started to write. And um, I found out that I can do it, and I can build it like a plot, and people read it, and read it very quick. They like it, and I have this tempo, you know, like kind of uh, adventure. I like to be like fast. Fast paced, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and uh, it was good. So I started, and they couldn't stop because it happened something else, happened something else. Now, how long did it take you to do each of those books? Like, how, like you've got four novels here on the table. Um, how long did each one take for you to Depend, write? This complete? one, like, took like um, it looked one year. I actually um, took vacation and I sat in the library like twenty-four-seven. And then I, in the middle of writing this book about bombs from the asphalt, about Israeli immigration, we immigrated to. America, and then I stopped because I needed to learn English. I didn't know English, and you can write in Russian and learn English. So I stopped for five years, and after five years, I finished this book. Mm -hmm. uh, and now, what so year did that one publish? This, yeah, um, it was published in uh, 2015, I think. Yeah, okay. And this is. Uh, this one I wrote earlier, so this Apocalypse, Apocalypse in Russian was published in New York in 2014, mm -hmm. just one part, and then I published whole trilogy. Yeah, okay, okay. And, you know, I, when you think about historical fiction, I mean, there, there's some level of research that has to happen often. I mean, did you, as you were writing these pieces, you know, you were living a lot of what was in those books, but did you do any other research as you were writing some of these stories? Um, there are two, um, two questions from my side. First, what does mean historical fiction? Uh, for me, historical fiction is something about like Roma uh, or you know something really back to history. This is modern fiction. However, you have to know a lot of stuff, and it's uh, even it's happened. Well, I lived already in Israel. I did a lot, a lot of um, stuff to interview people about their jobs. You, you, you know just what you know, mm -hmm. like your job. Mm -hmm. Let's say my uh, character works like you. What I know about it? Nothing. I yeah. can't write it. I can't be in your right. shoes. So I have to speak with you like hours, and you. I have a lot of musicians somehow, I, I, I'm not a musician. Somehow I got a lot of characters. In real, I, I spoke to people who play fortepiano and, uh, and the cello, and I found out a lot of stuff that I never knew. It's about like modern times. If we speak about Ukraine, I left there like 30 years ago with my immigration to Israel, and it became to be a new world. They actually changed. In this case, I had to speak a lot of people, like take interviews, not just a que question answer. I just ask them to tell something what you do now. I like ask them to tell their story, like whole day. Like I wake up like this morning and what happened and we went there. And we, I mean, to be like feel how what they did, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it took a lot of time. And mm -hmm. for sure, little stuff like how called this, how called this, name of this, where it happened. Yeah, it's a world of work. I mean, I think when, when, when I say historical fiction in relation to the stories that you're writing, I mean, there is history there. 
You know, there is things that happened. Yeah. And whether I read it today or I read it in 10 years or I read it 10 years ago, there's still history. And I think that was sort of the, the thought process behind, yes, you're saying it's modern fiction, um, but it's based in real life. You know, you, you're right. When we work on translation of this book, New Apocalypse, uh, it was written, how I said, in 1999. I found out that there are things that we both already don't use, kind of, for example, paper uh, tickets for flight or phone. Like, you couldn't, like, they had a problem to get to, to Greece and to check out what about something about embassy. Now you go to internet, and they were in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any information, you know, where you go, to library, to read book from, like, last century. It's so hard. It was hard to get some information, and now you can't get it. When you read it, I mean, ah, what's the problem? You yeah. know, it's a different yeah. world. For okay. kind of 10, 20 years, it became to be, you're right. It came to be a historical novel <laughs> somehow. Well, you know, and I, and I understand what you're what you're saying. I mean, it you know, you think historical fiction, you're thinking colonial times, but yes. this is this is a this is a moment in time and a very important moment in time. And you are in essence giving people information that they would not otherwise have. You're giving them a glimpse inside of a life that they would not ever have any other information, especially people from the United States. Um, You're absolutely right. And you know what? Not just people who were born here and grew up here. I have people who I immigrated, who immigrated from, like me, from Ukraine, for example, and they live here in America for 30 years. When they read this book about Lugansk, 2014, they say, we, 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 yes, we read about it, we spoke to our people, we know about it, but we never thought it was this way because it's, you know, it's too deep. I mean, it's true. How mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. How you know? You don't know. I would imagine for the people that read that, it probably, I would imagine that it drummed up even a, even a closer sense of patriotism for them, for their own country. Like you said, if they, you know, they were living in sort of their corner of, of Ukraine or, or the world. Mm -hmm. And then they read that book and it sort of opened their eyes to what was happening around them that maybe... Because maybe they couldn't, like you said, they couldn't get information, you know, the same way that maybe we can yeah. get information yeah. now. You know, yeah. we, we have information overload now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> instead, so. But not at all. Yeah. Even though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so another question I had for you. Um, so we talked about your novels. You have also been a screenwriter. Yes, I'm a Screenwriter, you say? Scriptwriter? Scriptwriter, screenwriter. And I'm a playwriter, yes. And a playwriter. Yes. So is there a difference? Yes, What's, it is. What's the difference? difference, when you do play, you think about people on the stage. When you do a screenplay, you think about people in the movie. And it's, 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 it's different. It is different. How, how is it different? Like, what are I some mean, of you the think about how they're moving. He came from this place. He stay here. And if it's play, you know, it can be happen. You can put 20 people to the play. And in screen play, you can easily put, like, uh, some kind of, you know, a lot of people, they look An at entire you, city. <laughs> entire city, exactly. Maximum you can do some kind of glimpse from the different, even movie. 
And I think the last thing I really wanted to cover with you today and talk about was um, you also have a, like a movie production company. Like you're doing, like you said, you were doing documentaries for yes. folks. Yes, this is movie production company. Uh, it's not that like active. We, it, it exists for us to work with our uh, scripts if we need. We did with my director from Israel, uh, we did a few co-documentaries. Actually one, it's called From Russia with Mass, about Russian School of Mathematics. Did a few documentaries in Israel, one about my family. It's called Russian is hard language, about why people want to, why kids have to know their mother tongue language. Well, that is all the time that we have for today. Um, but you. I want to thank you, Elena, for coming and just sharing yourself with us this way in just such an amazing, deep way. I mean, I feel like we've learned so much from just hearing you today. And, you know, we produce videos, too, and, and can appreciate how much time goes into that. And as writers, I mean, I, I'm not a book author, but I, I'm married to a book author, and I can appreciate, like, mm. it takes a long time to be able to story map everything and put it together. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. Thank you for inviting me. Um, it's like a big honor for me. And to our listeners, whether you hear us locally from the BTV studios in Bedford, Massachusetts, or across the globe on such podcast channels as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Prime, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next time. Happy storytelling.